Ah, beloved. I'm Pastor Trey, and you're now listening to the New Living Translation. It's his bona fide Bible talk, because God speaks my language too, and I'm sure enough about to act like it. Let's go. So my mother got married this past weekend. It was a beautiful affair, brought the whole family together. And in the process of this, I was speaking to my aunt, my father's sister. Now, my father's deceased, so it wasn't weird or nothing that she was at my mother's wedding. And she was telling me stories about how my father would disappear for a couple days at a time. And she and my grandmother were trying to track him down, only to find out that he had been arrested. Now, this was kind of news to me, because I didn't know my father used to get jiggy like that. Like, I knew he had a revolutionary bent to him, but I didn't know that he was tried and true down for the cause getting put up in the slammer for the thing and I was like wow that that's really coursing through me a little bit like man I thought I was rebellious just for the heck of it but it turns out my daddy was a whole jailbird that was kind of liberating for me a little bit but as you can probably surmise it's not always the most natural fit for a minister of the gospel you know particularly here and now in this place we are a religion that is often affiliated with the quote unquote law and order side of things in the political spectrum and I got to thinking and digging through the word of God hitting my Bible trying to figure out if there was anything that could be said about my particular plight why I don't like following instructions Now, if you're an astute reader of these scriptures, you don't have to get too far before you find a few examples. For instance, there was a man named Moses in the Bible. You might have heard about him, but he done killed somebody before. Like, straight up murked him. That's how it happened. It's in the Bible. Check it out. But we're not going to talk about Moses today. We're going to talk about one of these things that I find so, so curious about our current context. And that's this weird forced arrangement where we believe that everybody in a shared civic society ought to be governed by the same worship principles. And so, beloved, today we're going to journey into the book of Daniel, the third chapter, with this one episode that you might be pretty familiar with, but that never fails to captivate me. We're going to have us some bona fide Bible talk about Daniel chapter 3. Let's go. King Nebuchadnezzar made this big old golden monument. That joint was 90 feet tall and about 11, 12 feet wide. He put it smack dab out in Dora in Babylon. King Neb told everybody, I'm talking senators, governors, cabinet members, advisors, money folks, the judges, the feds, everybody up under him from all over the empire to come to the party for the new statue King Neb was unveiling. Then, all of them. Them senators, governors, cabinet members, advisors, money folks, judges, feds, everybody up under him. They came together for the unveiling of the monument that King Neb set up. And they was just standing at attention. Then the MC shouted out, This house going down for all of y'all. Whoever you are. Wherever you from. However you talking. When you hear the music start playing, trumpets, flutes, harps, the whole dang orchestra, Soon as the beat drop, so do you. Bow down. You're going to pay homage to the Golden Monument King Nell done put up. Anybody who ain't paying homage, 
they get it tossed in a blazing oven. So when the beat dropped, when they heard all them trumpets, the flutes, the harps, the whole dang orchestra, they dropped too. They bowed down. All of them. Whoever they were. Wherever they was from. However they talked. They paid homage to the golden monument King Neb put up. Now right around then, some Chaldeans came forward, snitching on some Jews. They started sucking up on some long little king type stuff. King Neb. You said that anybody who hit a beat drop, trumpets, the flutes, the harps, the whole dang orchestra, everybody had a drop to bow down and pay homage to the Golden Monument. You said anybody who ain't pay homage, they get tossed in the blazing oven. Well, it's these Jews you put in charge of the state of Babylon named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they out here dissing you. They don't rock with your gods. And they ain't paying homage to the golden monument you just put up. King Nell got 38 hot and sent word to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The goons went and brought him to the king. King Nell spoke to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, saying, Yo, is what I'm hearing true? Y'all not rocking with my gods? Y'all not paying homage to the golden monument I set up? Now, if y'all ready to act right, when you hear the beat drop, the horns, the flutes, the harp, the whole dang orchestra, you drop down and pay homage to the monument I put up. Because if you don't, y'all get it tossed in the oven. Now, which guy supposed to save y'all from my wrath? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to King Nell, We ain't even worried about it. If the guy we serve can save us from the oven, he gonna save us from your wrath and from burning up. But even if he don't, we need you to know that we ain't rocking with your guys or your little golden monument. Then Neb was heated, had a stank face on looking at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He told the goons to heat the oven up like seven times higher than they usually kept it. Told the most decorated vets in his army to tie Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and toss him in the blazing oven. They tied him up. Still wearing all their coats, pants, hats, all that. And they tossed them in a super blazing oven. Because the king was ordering around folks so quick, and the oven was so hot, the men who tossed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego then got fried up and killed. But the three of them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they fell into the blazing oven still tied up. Then King Neb thought he was tripping. He hopped up quick and spoke to his circle, Ain't we throw three dudes up in that fire? And they answered the king, like, Sure enough. He said, check this out. I see four dudes chilling, walking in the middle of a fire, and they ain't even hurt. The fourth one of them looking like the son of God. Nev went near the blazing oven and said to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Made men of the most high God. Come up out of there. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came up out the fire. And all the senators, governors, cabinet members, advisors, the money folks, the judges, the feds, the king's yes-men, they came together and seen that the fire ain't have no power over their bodies or their hair and won't none of their clothes burnt and they ain't even smell hot. Nev said, Praise Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God. He sent his angel to save his men who trusted in him. They told the king to kick rocks 
and put their bodies on the line before they chose to rock with or bow down to anything but their own God. So I got a new word. Whoever you are, wherever you from, however you talking, you say anything slick about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God, you getting cut down and your house getting burnt up because ain't no other God who could save like this one. Then, the king gave Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego a promotion. Now, here's a little story I'd like to tell about three young brothers you know so well. The story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you're from the black church, you probably heard them as Shadrach, Meshach, and the Bad Negro a couple times, but I love this story so daggone much. Like, if you track from the beginning of the book of Daniel, we learn that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have come along with Daniel from the territory of Judah. They've been taken into Babylonian exile under King Nebuchadnezzar. They've had their names changed. They've been raised to serve nothing but the kingdom, but they got a little bit of backbone to them. They don't let no wishbone grow where a backbone should. And they say, hey, look, I know that y'all got everybody on this little diet thing, but this is how we get down. And I would really appreciate it if you could respect that. And they sit there, they advocate for themselves and their heritage and their ways and their traditions. They pray to who they want to pray to. They don't get down with everybody else all the way. And in this particular episode, we have this golden statue, this big image, this golden image that the king of the empire has set up and demanded that everybody bow down and worship. And these three brothers right here, it's like, nah, we not doing it. Come hell or high water, we not doing it. And it made people feel a certain way. Some folks went to snitch to the king. The king is out there throwing a tantrum real tight about this situation. It reminds me of a former NFL player named Colin Kaepernick, who once upon a time refused to stand and pay homage to an image when a song was played. A lot of people felt a way about that, all the way up to the highest levels of government. It was a big thing. In fact, it's still a big thing. When you hear the song, when they play the music, you stand and you pay homage to the flag. You pay homage to this image for what it stands for. You do that right here, right now. Colin Kaepernick, not out of any sort of Christian or Jewish conviction, but he refused to stand out of his own personal conviction regarding some of the injustices that he was noticing around the country and that he was ascribing to what the flag supposedly stood for. He said that the flag wasn't standing up for his stated ideals and wouldn't stand and pay homage to it, as was the expectation. And it cost Colin quite a little bit in terms of his career, what he had come to know as his livelihood. Now, don't get me wrong, he alright in the long run, but it said something. It reminds me a lot of this story. Moreover, it reminds me of the choices that we are consistently faced with in our current climate. Will you go along with what is expected of you, even when it clashes with your personal convictions. This 
is what I'm faced with each and every day, whether those be financial expectations or political expectations or societal expectations. Will we go along? Will we bow down to what is expected of us, of our society, of the people who are in charge? Will that be our calling card or will we stand for something, anything, what we believe in? Can we stand on conviction, believing that the God who has underwritten those convictions, the God by which we have come to those convictions is mighty enough to save us, to deliver us from whatever may come our way, to vindicate us in the long run. Are you willing to go to jail like my daddy did? Are you willing to lose everything like Colin Kaepernick did? Are you willing to go through the fire like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did to stand on what you believe in? That's the question that we are faced with each and every day. Now, those are all extreme examples. I'm not encouraging all of y'all to find a jail to toss yourself in or a furnace to be conscripted to or any of that stuff. No, what I am questioning is whether or not we have become so conditioned by our society that our ability to let our convictions guide us into new realities and new ways of being has been compromised. And my hope and my desire for each and every one of us is that we might be able to follow the example of Shadrach, of Meshach, and of Abednego. That come hell or high water, we might be able to say that the God that we serve, the God that we believe in, the God that we trust in is able to save us even if it don't happen, we not finna bow down. Let's pray. Almighty God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we pray that by the power of your spirit, we might be able to stand in our convictions. God, give us the courage to live as you have called us to. Give us the courage to say no people would pressure us in the ways of being that do not honor you or who you've created us to be. Help us to stand strong and stand firm in the life and the way that you've called us to. Empower us to live lives that cause people to say, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because you're the only God who can deliver like that. In the name of your son, Jesus, the ultimate and final deliverer. We pray. Amen. Translation is a production of Three Black Men, the podcast about theology, culture, and the world around us. You can follow us on Twitter at Three Black Men. That's the number three, not spelled out, Black Men. You can find me on all social media platforms at Pastor Trey 05. That's Pastor Trey 05. Don't send me no Facebook requests, though. I don't be over there. That's the bad place. This work has been made possible by a community of folks who've chosen to show their support through generosity. You can join us at patreon.com slash three black men. Spell three out that time ago. Patreon.com slash three black men. There you can find even more original content from Sam, Rob, and yours truly. Make sure you subscribe to, rate, and review the New Living Translation and Three Black Men wherever you get your podcast. And remember, real recognize real. Don't get caught looking unfamiliar. <laughs>